Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, Bruce Gordon is like any senior. He's supposed to be enjoying his retirement years, but he can't thanks to our health care system. Bruce has been waiting for hip surgery since 2018. He also needs knee surgery as well. He's on the provincial wait list. Weeks have now turned into years. Fed up, he decided to do something about it. Having watched a news program focusing on medical tourism, the Port Alberni resident decided he'll pay out of pocket and go to Mexico for his surgeries in 2024. He joins us now to talk about his decision as he gets ready for his first surgery in a few weeks in Puerto Vallarta. Bruce, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for uh, giving me an opportunity to uh, express my opinions on uh, what's going on in our medical system here in in the province and across Canada. Well, you can always uh, uh, talk to ministers uh, and and experts, but uh, I always believe personal experience uh, really highlights um, some of the challenges uh, that people go through with our system. Now, to confirm, you're leaving for Puerto Vallarta uh, in the new year, early new year, to to have um, a hip surgery? Yes, I am. Uh, I decided about six months ago to research medical tourism after seeing something on a news broadcast uh, and how people are waiting for uh, uh, orthopedic surgeries, about 90,000 alone in this province. That, that number has not come down. It's actually built back up again, and it could be even over that at this point. But um, uh, I decided uh, to, to check into this and researched it uh, thoroughly, and Puerto Vallarta has a thriving medical tourism industry and it's closer to Vancouver. Uh, so I, I contacted the agency who sets up these surgeries and, uh, and began the process. So there's about 10 countries, uh, 10 places around the world, some in Europe. Uh, but the number one place for surgeries, believe it or not, is, is India. Mm-hmm. But it's way too far for me to travel. So... Um, you know, I'm I'm glad because uh, you've invited me to to chat about this because our government has failed miserably to expedite these surgeries uh, and, uh, w- with long overdue waits, and of course, mental illness has never been factored into the equation uh, for those waiting extraordinary amounts of time that are suffering from severe pain. So, uh, which elevates, you know, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So let's touch on some of the things that you've just raised here. First of all, um, uh, you're paying out of pocket to fly to Mexico and pay for this surgery? Yes, I am. Uh, do you feel comfortable uh, I, sharing I, I, what you'll be paying? Um, yeah, I don't mind sharing that. Roughly, you don't have to be uh, specific, but roughly, what do you... What, what, but well, let me let me. If I were to do it here in Canada, it would be between forty and fifty thousand dollars. And if I went to the United States, that would be an American fund. So that's definitely out of the question. Mm-hmm. 
So you're looking at to have this surgery with uh, at this clinic, uh, this hospital actually, uh, in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, we're looking at just the, uh, and that includes your time in the um, in the hospital in a private room. Mm-hmm. You're looking at around $18,000. But then there's also uh, physiotherapy that has to be factored in. And of course, uh, living in a condominium, that we had to rent uh, those expenses as well. But when you factor in, it's still well below what I would pay to do that somewhere else. How long will you be down in Mexico with with the surgery and recovery? Well, I decided that um, I wanted to stay there for uh, two months. So when I came back, uh, I would still probably do physiotherapy if I felt I needed it. But, you know... I didn't want, we live uh, on Vancouver Island and in the Alberni Valley, uh, and um, it's not really conducive for uh, convalescence and going for, um, you know, physiotherapy and all the rest of the stuff. So we decided to stay there for two months to, re, to do this. Now, I, I have two surgeries mm-hmm. that I'm going for. So I'm having this done first, the knee done first. And then back in uh, and back uh, and then let's go forward to November of 2024. I will go back to have my hip done uh, because I waited two and a half years to wait for my right hip to be done, which uh, basically uh, fed my uh, depression and anxiety issues, which I take medication for, and. Uh, uh by the time I was finished through that episode, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't work anymore, so I had to leave work. Uh, so now here we are, uh, moved to uh, Port Alberni on, uh, on Vancouver Island, <clears throat> and uh, taking the bull by the horns and bypassing our medical system because it's absolutely ridiculous what's going on and they're profiling things right all the time on the news and it's not getting sunk into uh, the people uh, in the government and it's not just the NDP government it's this has been going on for 30 years Mm -hmm. and it and uh, so all the governments have a share in in this but the patient Maybe not everybody is going to suffer from uh, depression, anxiety disorders, but the fact is, is that um, uh, you know uh, people that are waiting uh, that do suffer from this, it basically exacerbates their uh, their condition, and uh, it's not very good. It's not good for their mental health and not good for physical health because we spend a lot of time. Uh, those that are waiting for these surgeries, blocking pain. That takes a lot of energy to block pain. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the first time around, they put me on hydromorphone. And, of course, I went through the classic uh, withdrawal symptoms, uh, which I had to deal with. And if it weren't for a urologist that I had who had seen me um, in February of 2016 and then in May of 2016, he saw me and sat me down and says, you know, Bruce, 
I'm going to write your GP and your surgeon and let them know that your condition has rapidly deteriorated and you need intervention now. It never happened. <laughs> so, and even when I spoke to the surgeon that November, he told me I might have to wait six more months. And to me, that's an eternity. And as uh, a little piece of you dies each day you're waiting mm -hmm. uh, for something like this. So what can I tell you? It's, it's been a struggle, but I see uh, the path of wellness ahead of me. And I want my life back. I don't want to wait any longer. I, I, I could not go back to work. <clears throat> I was working uh, in the cruise industry as an entertainer on cruise ships. I was uh, doing the Great American Songbook, jazz, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I did a tribute to Frank Sinatra, although I do not do an impression of him. But I did what I call a singing lecture uh, and talked about him and uh, tidbits about things in his life and and, and perform some of the tunes that people w would like to hear from his repertoire of music. Bruce, so I was quite successful at it. Mm -hmm. And Bruce, I want to clarify this. Uh, you're, you're getting hip surgery later next year, in November of 2024, I believe you said. And the knee surgery yes. is first? Knee surgery is first because I've been waiting since 2018 for this, and I slipped through their um, system, the medical system, and when they wanted me to go in to have my uh, hip done, we were in two waves, and uh, wave one and wave two. And of course, I didn't get a uh, uh, um, a vaccination shot until July of uh, or no August of 2021, and I refused to go into the hospital simply because. If something happened to me and I died, my wife would be alone. So I made the decision, this is not wise, a decision to make. And even though they said, well, there's no COVID in the hospital, I said, but you can't guarantee there isn't going to be. Mm. So that elevated my, uh, my anxiety. Uh, anxiety doesn't define you as a person. Uh, you are more than just a mental state. I want to make that clear, and I'm sure that people that are listening right now need to hear that. Anxiety is something that you can deal with. It's not who you are. It may seem like you've dealt with anxiety for so long that you can't remember what it's like not to have it. Uh, and your anxiety may not affect your mind, but all, not only affect your mind, but it'll, it'll, it could affect your body as well. And by people telling you, well, just get over it, uh, is not the answer to this. Bruce, I'm very curious. Uh, one of the, I'm just curious. Go ahead. Um, was there one moment where you just said, I'm done with the public health care system. I'm going to start researching other places and if I have to pay out of my pocket. Like, What was that one trigger point? That What day? Can you, do you recall that moment where you said, Absolutely. The moment I, I, I saw... Um, you know, talk about being in the right place at the right time. I saw a broadcast on, on a Sunday morning. Uh, Ian Hanomancing had uh, Dr. Daniel Day on and another uh, doctor talking about um, him's fight to get uh, uh, private medicine going and all the rest of that stuff. And they profiled a woman uh, that had been waiting for three years that said that every day, that she was waiting, a piece of her, a little piece of her died, and I, 
I, I, my started tearing up because I knew exactly what she was feeling like. She felt abandoned by the provincial um, uh, waiting list, and that's what I feel. An abandonment is a real thing, and of course, you feel like you're just a number. So yes, from that day on, I said, okay. I turned to my wife because she heard this as well, and I said, okay, let's explore going away to have this done because a lot of people I know go to Mexico to have dentistry done because dentistry is very expensive here and there's millions of people that don't even have a dentist so we have issues with that even though the federal government is trying to expedite something there I don't trust any of these people anymore they talk but uh, uh, I just find that there's a BS <laughs> quotient in what they're saying. Uh, it's politics. I, I want people to snap at it. So I found um, places that were, uh, you know, potential places to, to go to. And then a friend of mine who's a musician as well, who lives in uh, Puerto Vallarta, has friends that had used this agency and uh, and so I contacted the agency and put the uh, into into works and believe it or not, mm-hmm. they're charging me in Mexican pesos. So <laughs> some clinics will charge you in American dollars. Well, that adds about thirty five more percent on top of it. Could if you if figure in the exchange and stuff like that. Mm. So I can pay in in in. Uh, in um, Mexican pesos, and I, I can put it on my charge card. <laughs> did you ever? Did That's you ever think you'd be? Part. Do you ever think you'd be paying uh, for a healthcare procedure on a credit card? Absolutely not. Yeah. This has taken me by surprise, and I, I nobody is immune from this. Uh, our, I'm a baby boomer, and I see that. Uh, uh, suicide rates among baby boomers have gone up, and of course, medical-assisted death uh, has, is now becoming popular because people are fed up with what is going on with their with our governments. That not just the provincial government, but also uh, the federal government. Government, and it's time for Adrian Dix to step down because he sidetracks the questions mm-hmm. that. The press asks and offers solutions that don't work. And he has, to me, he has a this will do attitude. Bruce, what would you look s- what's going on with cancer patients going to, to Bellingham. They can't even get that uh, happening properly. Bruce, what would you say to the argument that, look, we have more people moving here than ever before. We have an aging population. COVID has made it, you know, had a huge impact on our healthcare system. That those three things that constant moving of more people moving here needing health care, an aging population, and the you know, ravages of COVID on our health care system is exacerbating this problem with an already challenged health care system. Do you have any patience for that type of argument? Oh, you know, I have reams of things I could tell you about that. It, this is a multi-layered problem. This has tentacles like, a, like an octopus that reach out in different directions that are uh, affecting society. Just recently, a report came out saying that eating disorder hospitalizations 
uh, from 2002 to 2019, between the ages of 5 to 17 in Ontario, had an overall increase of 139%, uh, and males in the same period, 416% uh, uh, increase. So it's affecting our youth as well, what's going on, and COVID didn't help, did it? Uh, people felt isolated and a lot of other things. And, of course, I couldn't see my mother for 18 months, and she had very bad dementia. And uh, looking at her through a window, doesn't she needed to, me to touch her, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do that. So that I found very frustrating as well. And, yes, uh, all these people coming into the country, uh, we need to step back from that at the moment, and we need to concentrate on on things that are going uh, here here in Canada. Just look at what's going on in the United States. It's pure insanity down there. They have a person running for president of the United States who is a mental case. I mean, I'm on medication. This guy. <laughs> this Bruce, guy should be strapped to a chair. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, Bruce, uh, getting back to um, this trip itself, um, what would you like to see done in regards to our public health care system? Clearly, like most Canadians, you're very supportive of the system. Are you willing to pay more? Like, what, what would you want to change beyond whether it's this politician or that politician? Like, What would you li- see done? Because some would argue Canadians don't want to pay any more taxes, even though it's a system that many have argued... It's rationed health care. It's always running where it's running at 90, 95% capacity. Anytime we have an extra need for health care coverage, whether it be an aging population, a growing population, the system has difficulty uh, responding to it. What would you like to see done? What do you think needs to be done? Is it a question of just more dollars, hiring more people, or do you think there well, should look, be other you solutions? Know, well, definitely hiring more people, but let's put it this way. 42 cents of our tax dollars goes into the health care system. And I don't think I'm getting my bang for my buck. And to tell you the truth, if I could sue the government over this, I would ask them for my money back, and they should give me money to go down there and have the operation done, uh, simply because they can't do it themselves. I'm still waiting to get in to see a specialist because I switched doctors, uh, the one in, in, in Duncan, which I, I won't get into that right mm-hmm. now, but the fact of the matter is is that uh, I wanted to be um, closer to uh, home, and Nanaimo was the best place, and I've been waiting a year and a half. I haven't heard from anybody. Then they're going to tell me it's going to be another year. You know, you know what, Jazz? Mm-hmm. They're dangling uh, our mortality in front of our eyes, and nobody likes that. Nobody likes to know that, that if they don't get this done, they're going to die. And that's the big stimulus right there for me to make the decision to have this done. And I haven't gone on, um, uh, uh, what is it, um, where they, you go on the site where you can donate to, uh, to different people, uh, uh, that have different causes that they send money to. I'm not doing that. I'm taking it out of my pocket, but I'm making a sacrifice 
and I don't think I sh- should need to make a sacrifice. If they can't provide me with the, with the health care, then I'm damn well going to go down and get the operation. But I could send them the bill for it, but they're going to throw it in the garbage. I'd like to hear what uh, – I'd like to wish Adrian Dix was there right now for me to say, well, Mr. Dix, why don't you pay for my operation? I have two of them. I waited long enough, sir. What, what are you planning to do about this? Mm-hmm. But they sidetrack all this stuff. They come up with stuff that you can see it and uh, you can hear it. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not over uh, still yet uh, COVID and all the rest of this stuff, which is going to be a problem. We got RSV now, the respiratory virus. I mean, it's one thing after the next. Yeah. I need to be in good enough shape to endure these problems do you see because i'm i'm 70 years old but <laughs> the way i feel right now a 90 year old is in better shape than i am so well you know, bruce I, tell you? I really appreciate you making time for us today uh to share your story uh and um really express some of the challenges that all of us are seeing and feeling with our healthcare system i want to wish you the best for the new year and for your surgery as well on behalf of myself and the all our listeners Best of luck to you, and um, uh, hope to see you back in Canada. We can chat a little bit about how the surgery went, if you're okay with that, when you get back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to, love to do that. Uh, and yes, uh, uh, for everybody that's listening, it's time to stop being complacent and start hammering your fists. You know, I could act up and go into a hospital and say, I'm here for my surgery, but you're not on the list. You know, and then of course the police would get involved and in all the rest of it. That's their way of handling things. <laughs> well, right? we won't go there. But Bruce. perhaps <laughs> no, you won't go there. But maybe that's what we need to do. We need to uh, demonstrate and act up. Write your politicians. Tell them that you are not happy with the way things are going, and I have come to my saturation point. Get on with it. And that's it. Thank you again for allowing me to, to do this. And yes, for sure, I'd love, I'd love to chat with you about this again. Um, during uh, When I come back, uh, I'll contact you and uh, have you uh, talk about the surgery and stuff like that. And then the uh, fact that I'm going back again to have this done in November. So yeah. uh, then, I, I, then I'll be able to... Uh, uh, begin my, uh, or, or revive my career as a ballet dancer, right? <laughs> there you go. Bruce, God bless you. Take care of yourself. Thank you.